feel like we've ever failed to say we're back at the beginning of an episode such as it is that's I'm kind of our catchphrase yeah and we're back I, unlike any other show, there's no other show that said that it were, people have ever said that of course <laughs> um but actually funnily enough w- what we're uh talking about today that's a decent segue i have no idea what we're it. talking about by the way because so i think uh the the idea, I suppose, is so you sent me a picture of yeah. I don't know. Is, so is what this if we tell that, this story that, that you took? Yeah, yeah. So what okay. if we tell this story? I'll I'll tell it up to the point where I sent you the photo, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Go so ahead. Uh, so my <laughs> wife and I went to Oklahoma for Christmas. That's where her family's from. And the day after Christmas, uh, her family agreed to watch our our daughter for for a few hours while we went on a date. It's just an, a quick afternoon date. So we found this this coffee shop uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, pretty neat place. It's called Cafe Marfa. Shout out to Cafe Marfa. It's named after uh, a city in Nepal, interestingly. Oh. Uh, but it's just really, really quaint. So like there are all these uh, like city buildings nearby, like office buildings, like, like looking like that very whatever very industrial i suppose very Mm -hmm. corporate maybe blue collar and then next to it is just this this quaint like one-story house tiny one-story house and that's the coffee shop and you go in it's designed really nice uh it's like not too there are a couple of like extremes in like coffee shop design one of them is Mm -hmm. like sterile everything's black and white and yeah. everything is an exaggeration because there's almost nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the even the stools are missing a leg. You know, they're all like three legged right. stools. The, the sort uh, of like exposed uh, metal, like exactly stainless exactly. steel counter kind of thing. And yeah. then the other the other one is like grandma's attic. You know, yeah. it's like beat to crap, and it's like super worn down. It's got all sorts of odd paraphernalia. And this one was was a really pleasant somewhere in between kind of hmm. mixture of the two, and it it looked like a home on the outside, and you could tell it was a house from the inside, but it didn't feel like it felt like a coffee shop on the inside. So it was really great. Anyways, anyways, they had like a few books around, and one of them, uh, let me make sure I get the title right. Um, one of them, the Bible caught my attention. <laughs> yeah, um, one of them was. Uh, was called Classic Albums by Women, and it had a, a vinyl record on the front. I was like, oh, well, that's that's interesting. I, I'd i be into that. So I started flipping through, and what it turned out to be was basically just like every on, – on one side of a page would be a photo of some sort of important figure displaying an album they liked, and then the other side would be you know, the title of the person, the title of the album – and then a quote from them describing why they cared about you know this classic not album by, to, by, a, by a woman. Not to interrupt, but I don't I don't know if it's even being picked up on the mic, but I'm I'm laughing at this moment because like that makes the thing that you sent me so much funnier. 
<laughs> we'll get there. I guess we'll get there. We'll in a continue. Minute. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for for you to make it funny for everyone else. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, this looks interesting. So I started flipping through, and it wasn't what I expected. What I kind of expected was sort of like a like a top fifty, top five hundred kind of a list of like the best albums by women. You know, and it wasn't that at all. It was like people that this publisher chose and they asked them what their favorite album was and they like posed with it and like gave a comment why. Um, So, so I was flipping and then I fought, saw Joni Mitchell's uh, it's called blue. That's the name of the album, right? That's a ladies of the Canyon. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Blue is a a song uh, just before blue. Blue is also an album. Okay. That's that's the one. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm just misremembering the the photo then in any case. Yeah. So I saw, I saw Joni Mitchell album, which was ladies of the Canyon, not blue. And, and what's more, it was Nick Mason from, from pink Floyd. So I was like, Oh great. And then I read the quote and I was like, Come on, Nick Mason. So I took a photo and I sent it to you. So I guess a I guess truly the rest of the story belongs to you. A truly great tribute to women artists uh, that Nick <laughs> Mason gave in this book. So <laughs> I, let's go I, on record. Like like disclaimer: This is Nick Mason. We're making fun of not not women. No. Yes, Ladies of the Canyon is a beautiful record. It's so good. We we are, you know, listeners of the podcast will know we are huge Joni Mitchell fans for sure, uh, if if nothing else. But no, Nick Nick Mason. So okay, here's his quote. So so as you say, it's a it's a it's a picture of so so the, the book is it's like about the size of a vinyl record. It looks like maybe maybe a little smaller, but like the same kind of proportions. And so it's a green field in the upper left hand corner. There's a picture of Nick Mason seated holding a vinyl copy of ladies of the canyon with a great Joni mitchell designed uh, uh album cover she did her own album artwork so this is a, it says up at the top it says nick mason pink floyd at the bottom it says ladies of the canyon Joni mitchell and in the middle is his quote describing uh why he likes the album and all right and it is i quote i love this album just because i do ellipses great songs and really well performed period <laughs> and i'm sure the ellipses is representative of like the slow degradation of of the human brain late in life <laughs> but you sent this to me and it, it took me a second to be like and at first i was like oh it's just because it's pink floyd and we both like pink floyd we both like Joni mitchell that makes sense but then i was like this is the most like could it, it's the most apathetic thing yes, you could have possibly it's said. Absolutely meaningless what he <laughs> says. Like, and the thing is, like, you could say that about literally anything. So then we were joking, like, there's there's the categories of there's either like uh, al- records that you like just because you do, records that you like just because you don't. And albums that are like that have bad songs that are well performed, great songs that are poorly performed, <laughs> like, like like and then like bad songs that are poorly performed, and like I, I mean, I, I guess he's like, hey, is Nick Mason famous for his uh, deep cutting analyses of 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 albums? No, but at the same time, like. 
was that like what all the quotes were like in this book? Like, were they that kind of no, like, like cursory? No, this this stood out by far. That's and very it struck funny. me. It struck me as a distinctly like it's so Pink Floyd that he would say this. It's so Pink Floyd that like I could almost hear like his annoyance at being popular enough to be asked. Like right. in his response to the question. He was probably like had like food in his mouth when he was giving this quote. <laughs> I'm sure. Like he was probably like um but and I, but that said, I will say the guys from Pink Floyd pretty taciturn to be fair to Dick Mason. And just I, not just to like dump on him. I do give him like, credit for actually picking an album by a woman, like caring enough to But that was what the book selective. was. Like I'm sure like <laughs> Like, uh, you know, he just, like, picked up the phone, you know, for this publisher or whatever. Uh, um, yeah, but it would be funny if he was like, oh, uh, um, uh, I, I can't think of a single. Now that under the under pressure, I can't think of a single album by a man. Uh, so I, I won't finish my <laughs> sentence. Um, <laughs> oh, What's in the album? Uh, it's like, oh, it's a Paranoid by Black Sabbath. You know, it's like I love this album just because I do. And I think, like, yeah, that's, that's that's crazy. That said, I do think that anybody else from the classic Pink Floyd lineup, except for Roger Waters, would probably give an identical answer. Well, exactly, exactly. Roger Waters would <laughs> Roger have... Waters would be like, um, this is an album by um, a, a Palestinian freedom fighter. <laughs> who, uh, you know, um, but, but David Gilmore would be like, oh, it's a uh, wonderful record with some great guitar playing. Mm-hmm. You know, R- Rick Wright is dead, famously, so he wouldn't say anything. But um, Sid Barrett, also deceased, would would probably say something um, very, very different from what Nick Mason would say. But but I I won't uh, uh, oh hazard gosh. a guess on Sid Barrett's reaction to Ladies of the Canyon. Um, well, and and still. you know what's 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 I don't know. This is pertinent to the discussion, so. He undoubtedly has had more than one passing conversation with jo- Joni Mitchell. Like, there's no way that their cross haven't pass- passed each other. Yeah, I don't. Times. I, I think. I think. I think she knew Pink Floyd. I mean, she she sang with Roger Waters in in the Wall concerts concert when they when the Berlin Wall fell mm-hmm. not fell down. The Berlin Wall just fell down one day. When the when the Berlin Wall came down, they did that that concert at the Wall. She sang "Goodbye Blue Sky." He wasn't involved with that, obviously, mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Nick Dick Mason. But um, I wonder, like, but the other thing too is like, it's like, it's kind of like that feels like, like, did he actually listen to the album? You know, <laughs> to. And again, I and I don't want this to be in a. We, I we, think we, he did. I think the fact that it's no, Joni I, I'm Mitchell. I'm sure he loves it. I'm sure yeah. he loves this record. But it, it is very funny. Like, and I think it's probably funny too because he's a drummer. You know, he's like not doing a very good job of being an ambassador for drummers in that moment. Um, but you know, like 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 drummers are dumb or something. You know, it's kind of the joke, I suppose. Um. What's but, that Joni Mitchell album like, the Hissing Summer Lawns or something like that? Oh yeah, um, the, the Hissing of Summer Lawns. Yeah. Um, 
if if you uh, so so i sometimes i don't know if i'm if this is like insightful of me or uh like naively uh like overly intellectual of me but like it, it sometimes feels like more respectful to like call drummers percussionists because of the like the different things they're doing beyond like mm. an ordinary drum kit and that's the reason i i like go back to hissing summer lawns is like that might have been if if you wanted to like advocate for like percussionists like maybe that's the direction he goes with that album because that that, that album i think includes a lot more um i don't yeah. know well, percussive well, content I, I, I was saying that he was being a poor ambassador for drummers because, he's because there's this idea dumb. that drummers are dumb and sure. like don't have like valuable insight into what's happening because they like don't know how music works, you know, right. or something. Um, but it did have me. It did get me thinking. What is an album, if any, that I like just because I do, you know? And I think we're we're like. I mean, I don't think we're we're super. This is not a super intellectual podcast, yeah, but I think no. we're kind of. We, we, we dig into stuff. Like when we like stuff, we, we look into it and we, we, we dig into it a little bit. But do a, you have an album a la Nick Mason with... Uh, I have a band that I like just because I do. And that would be um, oh yeah. that would be Grand Funk Railroad. Like, oh, sure. Like objectively yeah. speaking, I can't think of very many good reasons because there are plenty of bands who are more talented and more successful who I like yeah. less. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they would be there. Their debut, their debut is probably their 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 best album. Um, but yeah, I, that that's what that's what comes to my mind. Um, everything, For everything sure. else, I can think of better reasons why I would like them. You know, Mountain Mountain, even which is mm. somewhat of a comp to to um to Grand Funk Railroad. Like, sure. I like them. Because they sound like, if I have to like pick a pick a band or an artist who who sounds like Woodstock but isn't Jimi Hendrix, then it's mm. then it's Mountain. Hey, run on. You know, no, yeah, I, for sure, I get that. Like they they just like symbolize like an era and a sound and a moment, even as far as their recording quality, really really well. And you know they they sing about Woodstock, I think, in in several of their songs. Um. Yeah, Grand Funk. It's like, why do why do I like you? Well, basically, because to me, you're you're fun. I like you because I do. Yeah, right. And I I think like for me, the thing that immediately comes on this is not a band or or an album necessarily even, but like a there's a certain kind of like set of 1980s record production values that I really. Mm -hmm appreciate even though i i think i think that they're probably bad objectively but there's a certain kind of like that crazy sort of like reverbed out like big drum sound and stuff like just sure really does it for me for some reason um, so you, you i'm i'm sort of for the for our two or three like diehard listeners they'll they'll probably know that i'm woefully undereducated in the your, 80s. your area uh so 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 my maybe let's use let's use like signals rush as my yeah. point of reference for what you're talking that, that, about that, that's basically it yeah okay, okay. It, it doesn't all sound like not everybody plays like rush obviously but it's right. that kind of thing you right. know like those kind of like big like pow 
kind of drum sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that. And then for whatever reason, like, there's a couple R.E.M. out. Like, they, they only kind of got into that, like, at a very specific point in the 80s. But, like, there's a couple R.E.M. records that are like that that I really like. Um, Like, uh, weirdly, an album that comes to mind that's like that is Double Fantasy by John Lennon and Yoko Ono, which is, like, the oh, last yeah. album. You that bought was that on John vinyl Lennon's in Wisconsin. Lifetime. Oh, I love that album. Or I and, think the first and, fall that we knew each other, you, you came to Wisconsin with. Yeah, no, I, I think right. I actually also bought um, Ladies of the Canyon with you in Wisconsin. Oh, at one oh point. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so weird, uh, weird, weird coincidental sort of sort of thing. But uh, um, yeah, like Double Fantasy. It actually is so. It, it came out in '79, but it's so '80s sounding, like that kind of thing. That like. They in 2010 they did a remix like of it where they took like they stripped it down. They did a stripped down remix, which is also very good. Like I like both versions, but like you know I love the big cheesy 80s version because it's crazy. You know, just like it's wild yeah, sounding. Yeah, and, like, uh, and and there's something about that that's very familiar to me. Side but here note. We are. Side note yeah. that just reinforces what I feel like I'm constantly saying, which is that the 80s musically started pre-1980 oh for sure yes yes absolutely you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um so to what extent they're showing like 76 or something 77 yeah 77 with the summer of hate uh i don't know if i'm uh if this is too tangential um oh gosh i completely completely lost my train of thought here that's okay I'm a I'm most of the way through a twelve percent beer, um, okay. so nice. my my mood is uh, reinforced, but my but my intellect is um, napping. I suppose we could say. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, I remember what I was going to say. So so to what extent you know we're talking nineteen seventy nine John Lennon. To what extent mm-hmm. Is he informing musical trends at that time? And to what extent is he, or, you know, the he and Paul McCartney, I suppose, as well. To what extent are they informing and to what extent are they uh, responding to, like, musical oh, trends? Oh, I, I think they stop forming trends as soon as the Beatles break up. Okay, I mean, I, I, I agree, I agree. I, I was just... Yeah, so, so tell and me I, more. I think at that point, what's interesting about Double Fantasy is that that comes out, and this is like what's really sad about him being killed and stuff too, is that he was in like a period of like um, increased creative activity. Um, so, so John Lennon, like he puts out records for a little bit. He, you know, like hangs out until like the mid seventies. He has this kind of like weird like midlife crisis thing where he like he and Yoko Ono like split up for a little bit, and he goes and like Do lives they get in back LA. together. Yeah, yeah, okay. but he he spends like almost two years, I think, like in Los Angeles, and he's like hanging out with like Ringo and like Keith Moon and and like just like like partying and what have you, and like doing a bunch of coke or whatever, whatever they were doing at that point, and uh, in his lo- quote unquote lost weekend period, and then yeah, they get back to he gets back together with Yoko. Um, and then basically like retires from the music industry for like five years. And he raises his son, uh, Sean, in that time. And he doesn't do music at all at that point. And, and, you know, I I think, like, 
I, I think he talks about like he didn't even like write songs. He didn't mm-hmm. like keep up with what uh, was going on in uh, the pop world, you know, in the mainstream pop world. But they're living in New York. They go and they see he and Yoko go and see the B-52s. Mm-hmm. And that inspired him to go back into music because he was like, because he was saying to his, his thing is like saying to Yoko, like, uh, uh, yeah, the B-52s, like, they're like, hey, they're doing what you were doing like 10 years ago. Music is finally caught up to us as a couple. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I need to get back into this because like things are changing and and, and they, they be, probably like, specifically heard Private Idaho, but that's okay. Yeah, probably right, right. Like it was, it, it was probably around that, around that. Like that makes sense. Like early B fifty twos. Like probably heard. Uh, well, he almost certainly heard uh, Rock Lobster at the very least. I don't know if their second album come out yet, but but like yeah, something that like is that. interesting. Like, I'll just comment on that quickly. I love. Yeah. I love, love, love the B-52's, like, strategic use of, like, out-of-context, like, shouting and screaming and wailing. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're you great. Um, they're, they're, like, they're Planet, Care, yeah. Planet Claire is a great example of that. Like, <laughs> I grow up on that satellite. <laughs> it's, oh, they're, they're fantastic. We should, we should, uh, we should do a... A yeah, we haven't on done that. any uh, B-52s, anything. We should do that. Yeah, they're, like, they're, um, they're one of the most fun bands I can think of. And I oh, and yeah. I hate Love Shack. So so even okay, like yeah. extracting that, I, I think they're great. So yeah, that, that, that question about uh, Nick Mason and songs or albums that you like just because you do, I think that's, that, that's really interesting and that, that almost feels like almost feels like you could say that about pop music generally like like i i know people like classically minded people and i don't mean just musically but classically minded writ large mm-hmm. like to think that there's there's an objective measure of what makes music good what makes art good what makes architecture good what makes anything mm-hmm. good they think that there's a this is an objective measure of it all Demo- and, what makes democracy good yeah you know and and i i would agree to an extent but I, I also think that that frame of reference contradicts, like, the very definition of art. Like, art is an yeah. expression of, like, the human mind. Art is an expression of how people interpret the world. And so that's sort of what – that's that's one of the modes it exists in. And therefore, therefore like, there, there will be, like, artistic works – that speak to you in ways that you don't understand. So, so I think that it's okay to say, you know, (laughs) I like this just because I do, because that, that, that'll happen. You know, it'll maybe, maybe Nick Mason isn't a dumbass. Maybe we can all learn from him, you know, and maybe that's the takeaway. Uh, Also, Hey, Nick Mason, we love you. Please come on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Come on, Nick. Come on, (laughs) Nick. Our guest. Um, and uh, so we we know you're listening. We know, we know you're out there on on your uh, Nick Mason saucer full of secrets tour. Uh, do you know about this? His band? Ah, uh, no. He has a band. He has a Pink Floyd cover band uh, called Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets. That's a fascinating name. Yeah, isn't that weird? I, well, they yeah. well they do like early early Pink Floyd stuff. Like they do like. 
pre those first side? two albums stuff. Okay. Interesting. No, 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 no. They, they, no, they, they do like even like back. stuff from, from. They do like '60s Pink Floyd. Gosh. Okay, that's yeah, apparently that's what crazy. they do. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Pod. I get it though. You know. Well, it's very niche, but niche is niche is good. You know, if you, if you're yeah. as far as the podcasting world is concerned, if you find the right niche and you produce good content, then you have a built-in audience that'll find you. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the way sure. it works. So with, with yeah. um, music, I mean, it's, it's Nick Mason from Pink Floyd, so he it's has Nick a built-in hey, audience we'll, already. We'll, we'll loop you in on like a Zoom call or something. You don't have to leave your house. <laughs> and I would love to know what other albums you love. Oh, my gosh, but based, based on his... Um, Based on his contributions to that book, I'm not sure he'd have very many meaningful things to say about whatever we chose to talk about. Sure. I mean, I would just <laughs> like to know if, like, like what his thoughts are. We could just go through joining. We'll just ask him yes, no questions. That's it. Yes, the whole yes, <laughs> no questions. Yeah. Um. Well, Nick, this has been uh, another episode. <laughs> it really has. So, for listeners out there. We deleted a ton of yeah. shit from from this episode. We, it got we rambled. I don't we, even know we necessarily that it was like embarrassing or anything. That's it. Just got it got really. Rambled just, it really wasn't on topic. Out. It wasn't on topic yeah, at all. Yeah. So we 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 removed some of that. If you'd like to know, feel free to like send us a message, email us, what whatever you you can figure out ways of contacting us. Um, yeah. We'll let you know what we talked about, but I doubt you're gonna do that because I don't know. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> also, that that kind of implies that you would send like the uncut audio to someone. No, if I they wouldn't. Emailed. I absolutely would not. I wouldn't and, uh, send. I wouldn't send this to people. I would not. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it's mostly um, just personal chatting. That's mostly what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We we talked a lot about killing Hitler as a baby, as you know. <laughs> uh, that 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 might be in. I guess that might have made it. In. I, I I'm know, not sure. But... Sure, sure. We'll have to see what our what our producer <laughs> yeah. does. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What our producer um uh, Rick does. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Rick M- Martin. Mick. 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 Mick Martin. I think. <laughs> Mick Martin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for right. joining. Hope you had a few beers because it takes it takes as much for me to enjoy recording. So I assume you need. Something like that to enjoy. That's listening. dark, Nick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to cease recording cease in recording three, in. two, one.